this is Sherry Kagey, and you're listening to On Faith's Edge with Joe Taylor. The time comes in our lives, and every one of us must decide, make a statement, a stand. This film calls for us to make that stand now. Couldn't agree more. Make a stand. Couldn't agree more, Pat. Could not agree more. Thank you, Sherry Kakey, for that introduction. Uh, Sherry was our guest on the last episode of On Faith's Edge at onfaithsedge.com slash 60. That's onfaithsedge.com slash 60. Sherry and I had a great conversation. She was very transparent about uh, her faith and kind of where she came from. She was introducing a new project called No Longer My Own, and it is a fantastic album, No Longer My Own by Sherry Kakey. That's onfaithsedge.com slash 60. Well, hello. Welcome to the 61st episode of On Faith's Edge. My name is Joe Taylor, recovering atheist and your servant in Jesus Christ. This is your place to hear conversations about God and living a life of faith in Jesus Christ. I want to tell you a funny story. This past February, February 2016, I was at the National Religious Broadcasters Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, and I was sitting at the table talking with some friends and uh, uh, these group of 20-something ladies uh, got really excited and started to murmur about and rushed out of the room. And uh, they were literally, in my mind, literally stalking uh, none other than my guest today, Pat Boone. And I thought to myself, my gosh, and I told Pat this in the interview, my gosh, who else at 80 years old but Pat Boone could make 20-something-year-old ladies swoon like that? Very funny. Pat is our guest today. We talk about the new movie, God's Not Dead 2, his faith, And Pat even gives us a little American history lesson. In addition to singer-songwriter, actor, TV host, producer, author, motivational speaker, TV pitchman, radio personality, record company head, TV station owner, sports team owner, family man, humanitarian, the number 10 all-time top-selling recording artist, Pat is also an outspoken believer in Jesus Christ, and he makes no bones about his faith in God and his faith in Jesus Christ. In God's Not Dead 2, Pat plays Walter Wesley, the wise grandfather of teacher Grace Wesley, played by Melissa Joan Hart, who comes under fire for answering a student's question about Reverend Martin Luther King's reference to Jesus. The situation escalates, the ACLU gets involved, and it ultimately ends up in the courtroom. Pat, I saw you in February at the National Religious Broadcasters Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, yeah. No kidding, man. You were literally being stalked by a group of 20-somethings. <laughs> of course, you, you, uh, you stopped and took a picture with them. But I thought to myself, my gosh, who else in his 80s but Pat <laughs> Boone can still make young ladies swoon like that, man? <laughs> I tell you, I'm mystified myself. It was very cool. I don't know what it is, but I'm very grateful that there's even the recognition. And, of course, that they wanted me to be in this movie uh, because I had made films. I thought I was through making movies. Uh, who would want a guy who was uh, had turned 80? However, a part came along where they needed a guy who was 80. And uh, they got me, and I, I'm thrilled to have done it. Well, you're a, uh, you, my friend, are a legend, and it's a real honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Let's talk about God's Not Dead 2. Tell us about this yeah. movie, Pat. Well, it's a much-needed film. Uh, as you know, God's Not Dead, the first film, did extremely well, shocked the, the entertainment industry, 
by grossing well over a hundred million dollars as as the the general public, not just believers, but the general public were intrigued by the uh, subject of uh, is there God? Is there really a live God? Is he does he care about us? Are we still a nation under God? And so this film answered the question very powerfully and uh, very profitably for uh, Pureflix, the film company, who now have uh, produced God's Not Dead 2, the sequel. And, uh, and of course, it, it, it too is a very, very contemporary hot-button issue. A school teacher, uh, played by Melissa Hart, beautifully, uh, in, a, in a school in Little Rock, answers a question, history teacher, didn't Martin Luther King, wasn't he quoting Jesus and some of the things he said? And she says, well, of course, he was Reverend Martin Luther King, a preacher. He did quote Jesus, and as did Mahatma Gandhi and others as well. Well, one of the kids has his iPhone on, records this conversation, takes it and shows it, and lets his parents, who are militant atheists, hear it. They're livid. They want the teacher fired, and uh, they crusade to get her dismissed or at least to apologize for doing that terrible thing of mentioning Jesus in a classroom. And so uh, the uh, the school tries to defend her, and so the parents hire a very high-priced, um, internationally known, powerful attorney who himself is an atheist, and then he brings in the ACLU, and they gang up on this little high school teacher. They're going to get her either to abjectly apologize, say, I'm sorry for doing that unforgivable thing, of mentioning Jesus in the classroom, or, uh, or or resign and be fired, and her teaching career be over, and she takes a stand. She says, "I can't do it. I cannot deny my faith in Jesus. If I'm asked a question, and I'm and I can give an honest answer, I will give the honest answer." So I won't tell you how it turns out, but you can guess that maybe by the end of this film. The people themselves, not not the courts, not the judges, not the lawyers, not the atheists, but the people who, the kind of people who uh, spawned the republic we call America, actually stand up at the end of the toward the end of the film, and they they stand for their faith in God and their faith in Jesus, and so I that does give you a clue about how it may end. But it's a struggle along the way. You play uh, you play Walter Wesley, the wise yeah. grandfather of of the teacher played by Melissa Joan Hart, Grace uh, Grace Wesley. Uh, what attracted you to this role of Walter Wesley? Well, because just who he is, he is one of those guys who grew up like you and I did, uh, believing in God, and and when it was okay to talk about him in school. When there were maybe voluntary prayers, uh, silent or otherwise, at the beginning of a school day, when the kids could say this pledge of allegiance with "under God," the two words in it, it was not unconstitutional, and uh, and and he holds those values dear. And so, when his his granddaughter, not play the grandfather, when she is threatened and with expulsion, and embarrassment, and the the, the ruination of her career. He he defends her. He's he's just a lone guy. He lives alone. I'm on a walker, uh, in the in my role. I, I play singles tennis personally, but <laughs> as Walter, I'm on a walker, and um, 
and he helps her keep her strength and her faith up. I get to say a very important line in the film when she feels like it's all over, and she says, when I pray, when I pray normally, I feel like Jesus is in the room with me, and sometimes I feel like he's saying something to me, but now at this horrible time, I don't feel his presence. I, I don't hear him saying anything to me. I don't know if he's there. And I lean forward and I say, I say, Grace, as a school teacher, you should know this more than anybody. During the hardest test, the teacher is always silent. And so she, she, she gets the message. And at that point, something happens that turns the whole film around. And, uh, and so I, I, you know, I had the, another great honor a long time ago, Joe, and the greatest story ever told, George Stevens. And you know, I had a whole blue chip roster of stars, John Wayne and all these people. And he chose me to be the angel at the tomb. We got to say not only the most important words in the film, but the most important words ever spoken, the angel at the tomb, why do you seek the living mm. among the dead? He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. I was thinking those words yesterday, of course, and the, thanking God that he gave me the privilege of saying those words in that great, great film. It wasn't seen anywhere on television that I could find yesterday, Easter Sunday. They played the Ten Commandments from 1927. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but, but at least uh, to have been given the chance to say some yep. very important words. That's what drew me to the film. How much, of, how much of Walter Wesley is Pat Boone? I think we're one and the same. I mean, as far as I could tell, because, you know, he looks like me. <laughs> he, dresses <laughs> like, he dresses like me, same size pants. That's funny, uh, Pat. 34 waist. Yes. And, uh, and he prays like me. In fact... <laughs> They use uh, they use a, a picture that was spontaneous at the end of the film where I'm doing it. The director said, "Can you do a little dance of excitement when you get the verdict?" And I say, "Well, I'm on a walker. How can I do a dance?" He said, "Well, come up with something." So I I did something ridiculous, but at the end I just stood there and I put, raised one finger in the air, looking up heavenward. I said, "God, you're good." And yes. somebody took a picture at that instant, and they're using it in the promotion of the film. That's great. That's great. You I know, am that guy. I yeah. am that guy. This theme is ripped right out of today's headlines, isn't it, Pat? Yeah, it is. It's happening um, right now. Scripture, if, if a, a minister in church reads the first chapter of Romans, uh, somebody's going to accuse him of hate speech. And, you know, there are powers in the government right now that are trying to make the reading out loud of Scripture if it's a co- if it's opposed to current cultural standards, for it to be if it's expressing the actual express will of God, no no matter, it can be classified as hate speech. Keep it to yourself. Mm. That's that. Listen, <laughs> the framers of the constitutions, even the ones of the Constitution, who weren't all of them churchgoers, uh, but certainly Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, Adams, Monroe. Most of the framers of the Constitution were actual. Their names were on the rolls of the churches then. And they, they patterned this government after the law, the Ten Commandments, the Law of Moses, and the Sermon on the Mount. These were their guides. Mm-hmm. And uh, John Adams said, this government 
will only serve a moral and religious people. It is highly or totally inadequate for the governance of any other. In other words, it was assumed that the American people wanted to be moral, virtuous, guided by the Bible, and therefore the Constitution and the frame of, of the Republic would work. But if people do not want to be moral and virtuous, if they want to simply succumb to whatever the current uh, druthers are of a fallen public, then this this country will not survive, not as we've known it. You know, talking about rights, Pat, uh, your character, uh, Walter Wesley, has a great line. He says, the most basic human right of all is the right to believe. Yes. And uh, I've written a song about another, for I, I don't know if they're going to use it, but in another movie coming up about Cassie Bernal, the, uh, the young student in Columbine, who, that's our dog barking. Just when I mention this, yeah. he gets so upset. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but uh, Cassie was the one under the desk when the fiend with the gun said, do you believe in Jesus? She said, yes, I do. He said, then go to him and shot her in the head. Uh, the, her last words were, yes, I believe. And listen, Joe, Jesus said, except we're willing to, to take up a cross and follow him, we can't be his disciples. The time comes in our lives and every one of us must decide, make a statement, a stand. This film calls for us to make that stand now. Not wait till our backs are against the wall and, and we're going to be killed for what we believe. Defend it now while we can. What message do you hope believers and non-believers both get from the movie? That God is alive. Uh, there's another film out right now, Heaven, um, uh, Miracles from Heaven, and Jennifer Garner is in that, the true story. I've interviewed on, on TBN, I've interviewed uh, two people who went to heaven and came back, including that little boy, uh, Colton Burpo, four years old, went to heaven, came back knowing things he couldn't have known otherwise. Mm. And Dan Piper, the minister who was killed and went to heaven and came back to tell us about it. Also, two people who went to hell and have come back, God let them come back to tell us what hell is like. Bill Weiss and his book, 23 Minutes in Hell. These things are real. We've got to face facts. We buy life insurance. We buy health insurance. We buy car insurance. We are all going to die, and we have a chance to buy insurance, with, not with our own good works, but with the blood of Jesus. And if we don't, if we don't take advantage of the insurance that is offered us freely, we're going to pay a terrible price. That's what we've got to we've got to conserve. When it, I'm a conservative, but that means conserve what is real, what is right, what is needed. So that's uh, that's my message. We've got to be willing to take the stand now while we can. The movie is God's Not Dead Two. It opened on April first. Pat, not only is it an intriguing and entertaining production, but a very very important message as well. It is. It really is. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Joe. God bless you, man. Wow, what a class act. Uh, Pat Boone is an absolute legend. Go out and see this movie today, God's Not Dead 2. It opened on April 1st, 2016. If you're listening to the show uh, on the day it opened, that was just yesterday. Uh, the, the show was released today at uh, on April 2nd, 2016. Uh, Pat's website is patboon.com, and God's Not Dead 2's website is godsnotdeadmovie.com. Like I said, this is a fantastic movie. Go out and see it. 
Uh, if it uh, if it's no longer in the theaters, if you happen to be listening to the show well after it was released and it's no longer in theaters, go out and get the DVD. Like I said, it is a great movie. These links, as well as all the social media links, can be found in today's show notes at onfaithsedge.com slash 61. That's onfaithsedge.com slash 61. Well, that'll wrap up today's show. Thank you to Pat Boone for being with us today. It was a real honor, my friend. And thank you for listening. You mean a lot to me, and you mean a lot to the show. Remember, God is real. He loves you, and so do I. God bless. Thank you for listening to On Faith's Edge. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher Internet Radio, or your favorite podcast app on Android, Apple, or Windows devices. To reach out to Joe or leave comments about the show, visit onfaithsedge.com. You're important to us, and we would love to hear from you. 